Welcome to episode 26 of the Movie City Maniacs. On tonight's episode, we're covering Suspiria. Witch. That scene, how sticking your tongue out at somebody is like a form of like flipping somebody off the bird. Like, we'll, we'll talk a little bit why okay. that scene, that weird scene, is in the film. I got okay. a little bit of trivia I'll throw out there. But welcome everyone to the movie City Maniacs. We are back. Well, we're, we've been back already. This is our second episode of the new year, but we're back strong. Finally, we got a topic. We've been doing a lot of like. You know, the Shocktober. You're allowed to say bullshit. The Christmas lists, <laughs> the upcoming films. Now we're back to the... the Actual what we want to talk about. The thick of things, okay. you know what I mean? We got a group of films here, the, the Three Mothers trilogy. And uh, yeah, the first one we're going to be talking about tonight is Suspiria. And then our following episodes will, of course, be Inferno, Inferno and uh, Mother of Tears. Uh, Suspiria is a big one for oh, for us. I mean, amazing. I'm pretty sure it's one. Of, I know it's one of my favorite films. Yeah, I think we both had it yeah. on our on our previous podcast. We did a best of uh, overall horror, mm. and it was both high up on our list. And uh, and I'm pretty sure our guest it's possibly high up on his list. I don't know. I think he's a fan. We'll find out. And if he's not, he may not be invited back. <laughs> but uh, back again is uh, Adam Bentley. Hey guys. And uh, I guess we didn't even introduce. I'm Kyle. Maddie. And uh, yeah, we're the movie Cinemaniacs. <laughs> and this is Lucille. <laughs> um, <laughs> like a wacky guy in the corner. Oh man, the can. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we're just gonna jump into things because we got Spear is a big one. We got a lot to talk about, so oh, yeah. we're gonna skip the what we've been watching. I think we've both just been watching a lot of. Uh, 2017 movies that we're going to be talking about on our best of we always try to get that out closer to the Oscars so you guys kind of have like you know let's skip the Oscars and put on the movie City Maniacs instead which I'm sure everyone's going to be doing (laughs) on a Sunday night yeah so we want that we want that to be like you got your family around you got the popcorn Mm -hmm. you don't turn on the TV you turn on the radio old school style And you listen to the real best of the year list. But yeah, that, that will be coming up. Uh, I know I've, I've been trying to get through tons. I've been watching a lot. Are you? Um, hopefully I can get through all the ones I want to see. But enough about that. Let's get into Suspiria yeah. from 1977. We're just going to throw out the trailer. And uh, then we'll be back to talk about it. Uh, here's the trailer, guys. Roses are red. Violets are blue. Suspiria. 
Suspiria. Suspiria. But you cannot escape. Suspiria. The only thing more terrifying than the last 12 minutes of Suspiria are the first 92. A newcomer to a prestigious ballet academy comes to realize that the school is a front for something sinister amidst a series of grisly murders. That was me doing the uh, trying to do an impression of the uh, opening narration. You know, they yeah. got the badass voice that explains that uh, <laughs> what's going on. Suzanne is going to ballet school. So, is it ballet school in Austria? I have no idea what this ballet school is. Uh, they Germany, Germany. 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 Okay. I think it was shot like a mix of Germany and Rome, but it's okay. supposed to be Germany, I believe. Of course, we're talking about the masterpiece Suspiria. I don't know about you guys. Was this uh, this was my kind of introduction, my taste of Italian horror? I, I that, think it was actually. It got me hooked. What, what about you? Uh probably very close this and demons i think were the two that were like uh hand in hand yeah i remember um they're still around but i don't order as much anymore yeah. because our dollar sucks <laughs> but back in the day i would go on deep discount which is an american uh, web store and and they used to have crazy deals like you would go on and like the dvds these rare horror dvds oh, that amazing. are 20 30 bucks here in canada you would go on they'd be five ten dollars and you know when our dollar was close to par Every like three months, I would take the money that I was probably supposed to put towards college <laughs> books, and I would just do big orders, and I would drop like two hundred, three hundred dollars, and this big box would come, and it would just be like Christmas. every day was Christmas at the uh, Spring Street. It, exactly. Every, well, every like yeah, three months yeah. or whatever it was six months, I would do these huge orders, and I would just kind of pick up everything that I wanted to get throughout mm-hmm. the year. But again, it was too pricey in Canada, and that was where like I, and I I joined this horror forum. I don't know if it's still around. Horror. Mm-hmm. What was it called back then? HorrorDVDs.com. Whatever. I think it's mm-hmm. horror. Now and that's where I would go on, and it's like I knew about the Friday Thirteenth, the Chucky's, yeah. all that stuff. But they would kind of like, well, what if you like this? Check out April Fool's Day. Check out this, My Bloody Valentine. And I kind of got into like all the horror, but that's also where, well, if you like that, you should check out Italian yeah. horror. And it, I checked the trailers, and I was like, ah, oh, that's kind of weird. I don't know if I can. That was before I was into subtitles and dubbing, <laughs> and it was like this strange new world. But yeah, I think I started with I want to say Deep Red Suspiria. And yeah, possibly demons. Mm-hmm. I, I ordered a couple on that that big box, and that, that was just like I, I think I watched those, and from that point What's on, I was great sold. about these old Italian movies is that they're so foreign, and I don't mean to say like they're from Italy, but they just seem so. Uh, there's something weird about them, like the dialogue's a bit off, the colors a bit off. There's always something that's like it draws you in because it's so out of place for you to well, watch. Especially these films. I mean, mm. I don't know if all Italians like that, but Argento, especially yeah. in the '70s, it was a visual experience. Yeah. You weren't getting this exciting plot. It wasn't teens mm-hmm. smoking weed and getting killed and having sex. It was just this like we're going to sh- throw you in this strange world, like mm-hmm. you said, that's foreign to us. Like there's nothing like that. Even just the locales. You're in Rome, and it's mm-hmm. like, well, that's it's beautiful yeah. looking at just like the regular stuff then you get into this uh gothic you know uh, old school theater with, or what have you know yeah. all these colors the blue carpeted yeah. walls or whatever that is in this so movie cool. you know it's just it was just this visual experience and nothing like you had seen before if, if you had only uh, and yep. for listeners that have only watched american films i mean it's definitely something that's it's it almost different. feels like an extension of the that kind of expressionism mm-hmm. of, like that 
the silent expression movies. Yeah. Uh, the, the German ones, especially, where you get these weird angles. Yeah. yeah. Like they're shot sometimes at bizarre <clears throat> angles, and then it it almost displaces or disorients the viewer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, really you see does. that especially at the end of this mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah. Suspiria. Uh, well, I, I remember a big thing too uh, for him and Fucci as well is the eyes. They love doing those like close up zoom in on yeah. eyes all the time. I mean, Fucci definitely has like a fetish for eyes, mm. whether it's a wood chunk going <laughs> through it or and and Argento does a lot too in his yellow films. I know Deep Red. You see the the guy, the the guy or girl putting the makeup yeah. on the face and then the camera turning around. Like you just you wouldn't see that in a film because audiences would be yeah. like, why is this camera spinning around? Yeah, right. <laughs> and and Italian films are just like you know what. We're just going to throw it out there and you're going to like it. Weird. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's definitely something else. If you have not experienced an Italian film before, like I think this is a great, oh, it's again, a great starter. You know, if you had to pick three, I, actually, I think Deep Red. And, I was going to say um, Demons would be the good three. Yeah, those are pretty good ones. Maybe a Bava in there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a soft spot for Cat of Nine Tails. Mm-hmm. Really? With Carl Malden. I need to rewatch that one. I didn't love that one the first time. I actually have it pre-ordered though because uh, Arrow's releasing. It's not as highly uh, loved as a, a lot of them, but there's something ab- about that one. It almost fe- Malden for me feels like he's stepping in for us <laughs> into that world for a second, and uh, but it's it's just as bizarre when you get down to it. Well, and you're a big Hitchcock fan. I'd say that is possibly his. Argento's closest to Hitchcock. Like, it's not about the over the top violence. It's a little more subtle with a lot of that. It's more of like a thriller. Yeah, there's that mystery. one and there's an, another one. Oh. Bird with the Crystal Plumage? That's with Four Flies on Grey Velvet? I, can't. I think it's. Th- it, those are his early Jalos before he got really, and then Deep Red was the one where it was like. Now the violence is going to yeah. yeah the violence part. ramps up but yeah I, it's it's hard for me I I love Argento he's one of my favorite mm-hmm. directors and it's, it's so hard for me to pick a favorite I love this I I've really grown to appreciate what we're going to talk about Inferno over the years um, yeah. like I almost think that's equal to this film possibly oh, yeah? we'll see how it holds up on this film <laughs> but I remember the last time again maybe it's because Suspiria two I watch like every year I've seen a lot whereas Inferno <laughs> do you call him, like do you call Inferno Suspiria two is that what you're saying <laughs> well Inferno, Inferno Suspiria two <laughs> Yeah, Inferno was step on up, which is <laughs> Inferno was kind of in the middle of me watching a ton of these Argento movies. So for me, a lot of them kind of meld together. Meld together, okay? Because I probably watched in two months like twenty of them. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, and when you get to his latter stuff, unfortunately, there's a couple of gems in there, but mm-hmm. like from the '90s on, it. It really drops, yeah. and like recently, I haven't even seen like his. La- I haven't even seen the Dracula like, 3D. I know yeah. the the one just called Jallo was was not great. What the, do you like Hitchcock? Was pretty do you like Hitchcock. That that was like a TV movie. It's just very yeah. bland. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't know. He, he's I don't know if it's necessary. He's lost it, or there's just no budget. It's not like yeah. before, whereas. In the 70s, Italian flicks were hot. They actually had big budgets. And, you know, here you can take this chunk of money yeah. and go shoot in these exotic locations and do these fancy shots and set up, spend hours mm. setting up lights and the practical effects. Whereas now it's like, you know, he's it, it's minuscule budgets. It's yeah. just not. So have you guys all seen the whole trilogy? Yeah, yeah. So I'm the only one that hasn't seen Mother of Tears. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. That film's yeah. very divisive. There's people that think it's the worst thing in the world. There's some people that love it. And then there's, I need to read, again, I haven't watched it since it came out. And yeah. I remember thinking, like, oh, it was pretty good. I mean, I think you got to go in with the right expectations. Yeah. If you watch a lot of his latter stuff, I mean, to me, it's better than a lot of it. But 
it's definitely, unfortunately, you know, without spoiling too much, I don't personally feel it compares to these two. I mean, yeah. there's just, again, you're, I don't think you're ever going to capture the, this type of film. I mean, people have tried, uh, but With I, I don't know. That, like that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think we're ever going to get this again. <laughs> I don't think so either. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's really hard for me to... Argento is is a masterpiece. And again, mm-hmm. like it, I love Deep yeah, Red. I the love film Crystal looks Plumage. beautiful, right? That's... Even the, the, the crappy mm-hmm. DVD cut still looks gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, I, I am totally a snob, and I'm going to throw it out there. I did spend uh, a whole paycheck. So I kind of want to hear about your experience with this, like, 4K. like. Uh... Yeah, so, yeah, I, I picked up the Synapse Steelbook Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. It's, like, limited to 6,000, which I think it's already sold out. Um, so hopefully it skyrockets up, and I, you know, my... I can feel like I actually got some money's worth, but no, it, it, it's fantastic. It is like watching it for the first time. This is, of course, the they spent Don May spent five years doing this transfer. There's another 4K transfer that is released at the same time. It's released in Germany and UK. Um, there's some people that prefer that, which I think they're crazy. But the guy that did that one argues that you know we went through all the books and we did this is the closest to the theatrical experience. Mm-hmm. But apparently. Um, this cinematographer, um, Luciano Tavoli, looked at it and was like, no, that's not my film. Like, it's it's kind of like yellowy. It's kind of bland. He's like, mm-hmm. no, this is how it should look. So he worked with Don May, the owner of the guy that runs um, Snaps Films. And yeah, they, they've been working on this transfer for five years. Oh, that's amazing. Um, so that, that's when everyone was complaining about the price. And I understand. I mean, it's a lot of money to drop uh, on it. A Blu-ray. movie. I, I think it was like 50 bucks American plus yeah. shipping. So if you're in Canada, like this was yeah close to $100 for a disc. But the way I looked at it, it's like, that's five years of work. I mean, that company was putting out like only a couple discs a year because they were putting all their money and time in this mm-hmm. like I'd be surprised if he's making a huge profit on this in the end because and again from what I heard Italian films are quite expensive to license anyways I'm not gonna I'm not trying to I don't got stock in snaps let's <laughs> yeah. talk about whether they delivered I, I will admit that you speak very eloquently with the snaps' cock all the way down your throat by the way <laughs> well it's it's well deserved now yeah this is the best it has ever looked it's amazing when you see the colors the detail it's stunning I mean and the old DVD from Anchor Bay looked good I mean I'm not gonna knock that at, at the time that was fantastic and if that's what you have it's still a great way mm-hmm. to watch it but yeah the colors definitely pop on this um, the other thing is I haven't had a chance to go through the extras but probably the biggest seller almost more important than the the uh, picture quality is the audio none of the other um, 4K versions out there none of the other releases actually out there have it this is the only way to get this but um, Don May they actually found the original I guess when it was a release in theaters only certain high end theaters got this 4.0 audio track where they oh, literally like unlike surround sound where they you know you throw like okay these the back surrounds are going to have this sound front surrounds yeah. are going to have this and left and right whatever this like every speaker was actually like divided up um, for each sound so like when you hear the walking like the footsteps it, it goes across the whispers you hear it all around like oh, it's that would be amazing you ha- it, it's it's amazing like I was blown away this is honestly people probably have know by now I've, I've rather large collection and this is possibly like one the of gem? one of the best discs I own for like picture and audio like and, and the great news is for people that missed out or didn't want to pay it was just announced today that they're releasing a standard two disc version you lose the CD the steelbook and the booklet but I mean if you just want the movie and the extras mm-hmm. um, it's out there and I, actually I think there's even a one disc version if you don't even want the disc of extras um, I think it's still a bit pricey it's like 30 or 40 bucks but I'm sure that will go on sale or something mm-hmm. but I highly recommend if you're a fan pick up that version all I kept thinking was when I was watching the DVD 
should I just come up to Kyle's? I house? was thinking that too, actually. No, you guys should have showed up. Because even the, like the, the <laughs> footsteps, you just hear like. They don't really move at all. No, and, and some of the audio is yeah. a little bit crappy yeah. on the DVD, and and some some scenes are really great looking, mm-hmm. and other scenes are kind of shitty looking. Yeah, yeah. and even the, that uh, DVD, I guess there is certain um, audio cues that got cut out. I believe there at near the end uh, when the te- one of the teachers talking, there was like a line or two that got mm-hmm. cut out on the, that DVD, and also I, I heard it was mixed kind of all. They were never happy with how it was mixed. It was kind of mixed. Something's not loud enough and something's too loud and stuff. So, um, yeah, I don't know. If you can get this Blu-ray, everyone, uh, this is the way to watch it. And, uh, again, I'm sure it will be 20 30 bucks in no time. It will yeah. be well worth your money. Um, it's funny because people complain about that, but then they'll spend like, you know, 40 bucks on Guardians of the Galaxy 2 or something. Yeah. Which, you know, don't get me wrong, it's a fun movie, but, you know, how many times are you going to watch that? This is a film you're going to throw on every yeah. year. So that, that's the way I always look at it. It's like I drop, you know, a brand new movie's 30 bucks. So I'll, I'll trade in two movies to own Suspiria yeah. on this, you know, uh, beautiful transfer. But yeah, uh, I guess let's just talk about the movie then. Uh, I think we've talked enough about Argento. I think everyone, <laughs> I think most people know who Argento is. And if, if, if you don't know, again, we're going to, these are three great films, well, two great films to start off with. And again, I would throw in Deep Red and, and The Bird with oh, the Crystal yeah. Plumage. Uh, Adam recommends Cat and Nine Tails. Some people, you know, there's Phenomena, which is this really weird film with a monkey and Jennifer Connelly. I don't think I've seen and, that one. Um, I've got that. Uh, at the library right now. Yeah. And who, um, the guy from Halloween, I'm blanking out, it's late. Donald Pleasance? And Donald Pleasance, yeah, is the... Uh... <laughs> you had me at Jennifer Connelly and a monkey, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah, that that's a weird film. I, I personally don't love it, but um, I, I actually just picked up Synapse, the same company that put out this, put out a steelbook of that um, last year and Tenebra. So I got to go through this. Actually, Tenebra is a fantastic. Yeah. That's one of my favorites too, a giallo, very cool and violent. Um, but yeah, one, one thing he's definitely, Argento is known for doing these, like, they're very visual films, but he's also very well known for the violence in his films. Mm-hmm. From Deep Red on, I mean, not only are the kills bloody, it's like, these movies, yeah, these days movies are yeah. kills are bloody. Rob Zombie, that's bloody. But Argento kills are creative. Like, yeah. it, it's not just like, this person's not just going to get stabbed brutally. They're going to get stabbed. Then they're going to get thrown a rope wrapped around them. Thrown through window. Yeah, exactly. Which is going to hang them. And then that glass is going to fall and kill someone else. Like, <laughs> that's the opening for this film. And that's what you're getting in his okay. films. How amazing is that opening? It's incredible. Like, just the whole thing. She runs to her buddy's house and she sees, like, the glowing eyes. Then she runs out. Yeah. Also, the, oh, the so setup where she... Where yeah. The the main actress is in the in the cab yeah. and can't get in, and it's pouring rain, so she has to go back. Yeah, and she sees her running through the woods, running through the woods, oh. and that just like snapshots, mm-hmm. yeah. almost like jump cuts. So really. cool, right? Oh, Which shot? I never even realized too. Like that would have if that was actually out in the woods. I don't know if it was a set, but that that's very well shot. Yeah. I never caught that before. But all those trees are lit mm-hmm. with like this blue kind of green lighting yeah. as well which is just fantastic mixed with the darkness it's it's just again like someone running through a woods yeah. you see it in any other movie it's like someone running through the woods you see Argento do it it's beautiful yeah <laughs> like it's it's amazing and even just the opening where she's coming out of the airport mm-hmm. and the, the goblin score kicks on yeah. which this film oh, owes yeah. just as much to Listen. Argento as it does to Goblin, the prog, what are they, prog rock? Prog rock of the 70s like this is their the score opus in this my movie, opinion like uh, it's a good um mixed bag of it looks great there's a great score 
and the plot is actually really fucking cool. So I think it's like the perfect film. Like, yeah, there, for me. there's not the plot is not there's not much to it, but it's a great yeah. like it's a simple idea, and I and it's a great idea. Like, mm-hmm. which isn't a ballerina school sold? Yeah, <laughs> and and the breadcrumbs they give you to like keep the mystery going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's tension in basically every scene right? of this oh, movie. Yeah. Yeah. Even when it, it it starts off and you're thinking. Oh, they're just going to be practicing dancing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the woman starts yelling at her to keep dancing. <laughs> yeah. She's not feeling too well. Keep dancing. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Um, I guess we should talk about uh, who is in this film, uh, who made it briefly. Uh, so we talked about, of course, Dar- Argento uh, co-wrote this with his girlfriend and, and soon-to-be wife, uh, Daria Nic- Nicolotti? I don't know if I'm saying that right. Probably not. Um, she was a star of Deep Red. She starred in like a lot of his films. Mm-hmm. And I, she was a big part of this film because this the story of this was actually... I, I believe some of it was a mix of um, a poem by... Uh, what is it? Thomas De, Quin- De Quincey? Uh, 1845. Sorry, did an essay called Suspiria de Profondis, which is size, size from the Depths. But that that was kind of the basic outline. I think also they went to like they went on a trip and saw some somehow he put together you know witches and dealing going somewhere and having to deal with witches. But the main story actually came from um, I think it was her grandmother or her mother went to a school in I think it was in Germany uh, for, for piano I want to say and yeah. she left because she believed that they were it was witches? run by witches. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So that was kind of the inspiration. She was also having these crazy nightmares that some of that got mixed in. I believe mm-hmm. the ending, I don't want to spoil too much, but the the final scene in that room was based on a dream she had and they literally took like chunks of that dream and, and put Oh, that's cool. And which this film feels like it kind of has it that dream like eh? feel that not everything, you know, some is what it seems. So not everything makes sense yeah. and some people argue, "Oh, that's bad." plotting or bad you know why would they cool, put it? but I'm fine with that it's like yeah there's a room full of barbed wire why yeah. the fuck not like <laughs> we're talking about witches here is that the, the strangest <laughs> thing in this film is that the most out there and it, that scene's incredible too yeah right it just get, keeps getting tangled and tangled like, and I guess so actually was getting tangled and tangled oh really like actually like she hurt herself kind of deal she, yeah yeah like it, there was obvious it wasn't barbed wire it was just wire but yeah. she said like it did hurt like she got pinched and, yeah. and stuff it wasn't a fun scene <laughs> to uh, do so uh, the weirdest scene I think in this movie has nothing to do with witches, but the uh, piano player goes to a bar and he sees the equivalent of a bunch of drunk Germans playing patty cake. <laughs> Is this weird to anybody else but me? Yeah, I, I yeah, it's weird. I never really noticed that, yeah. but this time I did. And did you catch the guy in the background, the guitarist? No. There's a guy just like rocking out, and he's just got like no emotion, and he's just rocking out as he's playing this like <laughs> weird oompa song. I was like, is that like a gay brothel kind of thing? I was wondering or? that actually. <laughs> well that that whole the whole scene with the um the piano teacher, yeah. that's the one scene I mean I like it, but I, I almost feel like you could get rid of all that. You probably cut could, this right? Film. You could cut it fifteen minutes. I mean, it, it shows you what power these witches mm-hmm. have and what you It's know. also like another gorgeous shot scene, yeah. like in that courtyard. Oh, it's great. And it's almost like like bats attacking him, but not quite. Yeah, I actually, cool. I, I, I think that scene's incredible. It's a great scene. I just feel like, it, I was watching it this time, I was kind of like noticing, like, yeah, there's some stuff. I could see some people yeah. saying that this film's a little long. I mean, it's... It's, it's, it's not that long, It's just it? under two hours, yeah. but... Yeah, and I, see, I, I hadn't seen it in probably six years, five years, mm. something like that. Okay. I think this is my third go-around. Okay, well. And 
it flew by. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen this film. I don't even know how many times. I have taken, because again, this Snaps Blu-ray was announced five years ago. So everyone was like, oh, it'll be out for October that year. And then it didn't. No and it's like, oh, it'll probably be out early So you've waited year. five years. I, I've waited. Oh, wow. I think, no, sir, that's a lie. I did watch it one time when for we were Halloween? doing our best of the... Oh, um, okay overall best yeah. horror list I want to see where it fits but other than that yeah like usually I would watch it every October and I've been holding off for this and and, and I think it was the smart move because mm. if I had just watched it in October or something I don't know if it would have worked as well but uh, yeah so I want to get back to um, Nicolotti Apparently the Who lead role, the, <laughs> the lead role. Of this was actually written for her, but I think um, they because uh, the American producers helped. Uh, I don't know. So it wasn't American producers. It was his dad. His dad actually produced this film. They wanted like an American lead to yeah. get more of that international audience. Yeah, they, they could yeah. get distribution in the states that way. And then, but she was cast as her friend Sarah, her good friend. Yeah. But then she came. Something happened. She got sick or something during the making of the film. So they cast. Um, Stefania Cassina as Sarah. Again, I'm sure I'm pronouncing these Italian names wrong. But uh, yeah, I thought that was kind of fascinating because I always wondered, like, around this time, he was always casting his girlfriend and later on wife in all his films. So it was weird she wasn't in there. I guess she does make an appearance in the airport. You can briefly see her. And she plays with, I don't know if, I don't know if I'm spoiling too much. But she plays the the gravelly voice of Helena Marcos. Who, um, Interesting. I won't say who that is. Maybe we'll talk a yeah. little bit about that later. But if you know who that is, um, yeah. we got to talk about Jessica Harper, the uh, lead in this film. Uh, she had Phantom of the Paradise, Phantom of the Paradise from De Palma. She also did around the same time uh, the Evictors, which is another uh, horror film. I think Scream Factory put that out. Yeah. Uh, that was directed by the guy that did uh, Town of the Dread Sundown. So it's oh. pretty good. And cool. Shock Treatment. The uh, what is that, the sequel to Rocky Horror Picture Show? Don't know. Couldn't even tell I you. think it is. Um, anyways, uh, she's uh, incredible in this. Actually, that's the one thing. I remember watching it before, and I was always like, ah, it's great, but the acting is kind of cheesy. Because when you watch it with the dubbing, it kind of, again, it's not, they're not bad. What I realized this time is the acting is actually great for most in this film. The dubbing throws you off yeah. a little bit. But I mean, I think her performance in this, like, I noticed there's little subtle things, and I thought she yeah. was really good in this. Yeah. No, I think she's she's great in this. Um, and actually, fun fact, she uh, apparently turned down a role, I don't know how big of a role, but in Annie Hall to do this film, which I think is kind of oh, wow. cool. She watched, like, some of his earlier films yeah. and saw the style and was like, ah, oh, this would be cool. Awesome. Um, but that's pretty big one, which I guess now with all the controversy with <laughs> Alan, she'd probably feel she made the best, better well, decision. She's in, she's in Stardust Memories. Well, so then. she's still oh. she's still associated. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if we need to go through the whole cast of people because most of these guys are like Italian yeah. people that didn't do, do too much. I did want to bring up though. Um, again, I'm not pronouncing this right. Alida Volley as Miss Tanner. Oh yeah. So Miss, this is the crazy. This is one of the teachers. She's got yeah. this funky blonde hair. And oh, her it's hair amazing. Is, her hair's in this weird, like almost devil. Yeah. Like I don't know what's going on with that haircut. But she is like my favorite character in this movie. She's great in this. Like I think she's a great villainess. Like there's yeah. something about her. She feels very sinister, and I, I think she's fantastic. In this. But I was so excited to like I looked up and like oh she probably played the villain in all these like yeah. Italian flicks, and she was like she's a big star. Well, a failed star in the 1940s screen. Yeah. Star. Well, I don't even know. Like she did uh, the Third Man. She had a big part in that. Uh, Hitchcock's the pal- par- parodying case, parodying case, which is his worst movie. Um, and then Eyes Without a Face, she was like the. I think right. she was like the the lead in all three of those, right? Um, yeah, like she's the the lead actress in all of them. But 
they tried to make her a big star in the early 40s and it didn't, didn't take. Didn't work out. Didn't pan. But what, what I was surprised about, like, she's, she was a looker back then. Get out of here. You would not think that. Like, they really made her not a, <laughs> Like, she's very kind of like... But she, yeah. like, she just kind of looks like a very sinister, very evil person totally. in this film. Yeah. She looks like a toad. Like, I, I was thinking she's going to be like the leader in all these SS films <laughs> yeah, and stuff, yeah, like yeah. whipping But not like know, the chain sexy women. Like she-wolf of the SS. But <laughs> no, like, like she'd be the one whipping yeah. the, chain, the chain women. And uh, yeah, she wasn't, so that was uh, a surprise for me. Oh, and I, I guess we should mention uh, Udo Kier. Is that the guy with no teeth? <laughs> oh, no. and Joan Bennett was... Madame Mad- Blank, yeah, from... I didn't um, even realize that. Dark uh, Shadows? But what else did she do? Um, she was in uh, Scarlet Street and The Woman in the Window, which were both Fritz Lang this. movies. They're both amazing noirs. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Yeah, then that's uh, that's one thing. I've been picking up a lot of noirs. We have to do an yeah. episode. I wanna... I've never really jumped into that... Uh, I don't even know what it, it's not really a genre, would it be? It's uh, I think it would be. Yeah, it's a genre. Yeah. Like but anyways, that that's something we'll have to cover. Maybe it's sometime. also like a stylistic thing, but I, I, I believe if you go from uh you know probably in some cases you, you could make an argument late thirties, but probably early forties, uh all the way up to like touch of evil. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of the Well and then you have the like the Neo Noir, which yeah. is all the eighties stuff. Yeah. But, but yeah, um Udo Kier either way is always awesome. He's always a nice surprise in a film. Unfortunately this film uh he is dubbed so you do not get his I mean he's he's got that voice yeah. and you always recognize that Udo Kier voice. There's different debates whether it was like, you know, there was a sound issue, something else he said like he didn't have time I don't know, there's various reasons why it didn't happen. But yeah, it's always sad that um, you know, you don't hear Udo Kiri's voice. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much the cast. Like I said, there's other people in there. Yeah. There's, uh, what's his name? Mark, there's the young uh, Mark guy. He's kind of the, not really the love interest, but he's I'm like, glad this film yeah. doesn't go that way. But he's in there. He's kind of mm. like the handsome. Help her out. Yeah. Down in flux. <laughs> and you never. I, I wonder if he was part of like the uh, the witch covenant. Yeah, because he's like helping out a bit. Yeah, I guess we're spoiling here, but yeah. yeah, I don't think it ever shows whether he's involved. Mm-hmm. No, but it, uh, you kind of. I get that feeling that he is somewhat at least complicit, mm-hmm. it, even if he doesn't know exactly what he's doing or why he's helping. Yeah. Turn a blind eye, or he's just like a dumb blonde. And he, okay, it's listen. All over before his head, we get into this, if uh, I went to a school. And someone kicked a blind guy out by throwing his cane across the room and telling him to leave. That'd be like, all right, I really don't want to come to this school anymore. Wouldn't that be like your? But well, in defense, though, he's defending his dog, saying he would never do that, and his dog attacked a kid and like took a chunk out of a. Well, yeah, but that that kid was that kid was an asshole. We all know it. It's it's the witch. Oh, we we know why it happened, but to everyone else that doesn't know what's going on, they just see it as like, dude, your dog just attacked a kid. Just you know, in this world, your dog would probably get put down after that. Um, so the fact that he's like, oh, he'd never do that, you kind of understand. But again, yeah, you know why yeah. the dog attacked. But but she did um, take his cane and throw it across the room. Like that was. Oh no, bad. yeah, she's a bitch. Yeah. But I, I think like right when you get into that school, it doesn't really have a well. It has a yeah. welcoming, but it's like a fake well yeah. welcoming feel. Like everyone there is nice, but there's something off about them, and you can tell. It's almost oh, like they're I putting love on a, how uh, they're like, uh, you're American, right? So uh, I need the money up front. And they're really like direct with money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 All the, all the women in the school. Um, which, yeah. So the the famous uh, scene, which most people will consider the cheesiest scene in the movie, they say, "Ah, oh, your name's S- Susan E." Like, just like Sarah. Um, what they um, say about girls with S names. 
they're snakes. Yeah, and then and then the girl like sticks out her tongue. She's like, Ooh. Yeah. so apparently this film was actually originally scripted to be about young girls, and then they thought, oh, we can't get away with doing young girls in the film. And I don't know if it's true, but the rumor yeah. is that they just kept a lot of the same dialogue, so that's why that <laughs> scene would have made sense with kids. Yeah, and they're just like, ah, we'll keep it; it'll be fine. <laughs> And the other thing too is I didn't notice not necessarily for that, but he kept he wanted like I guess with kids you'd have to kind of like reach up to lift the doors, so he kept that same aesthetic in this where the doors I never really noticed it, but then I I went after reading it and looked and it's true all the locks are up high, yeah so the handles the, are um, all up high. Oh, too. cool! Like I didn't even notice that up actually. Like, like a, you're a child, which I thought was interesting. This actually might be more terrifying if they were children. Oh, it'd be it'd be crazy. right. <laughs> Uh, well, the, oh, the other thing to mention, too, is, uh, again, the, the people complain about the language. Now, this is kind of a staple for most Italian films, uh, which a lot of people don't know. But most Italian films were like, if you're Italian, you did your lines in Italian. Yeah. If you're English, you did your lines in English. And there's even some Germans doing their lines in German. We'll they just, just did all because they didn't, yeah, exactly. They didn't do any really dialogue. Uh, most Italian flicks didn't do any dialogue on set. Uh, it was all done in post after. So they're all talking. A lot of the time, they don't know. You just have to know the script so you know what that person's saying, but you don't mm. actually understand what they're saying. So the fact that like this all works, it's, it's pretty impressive. It's kind of insane, right? And that's why even like the, even if you're watching the English job with the English, English actor, it's always off a bit because it was still all done dubbed after. Yeah, yeah. dubbed after. It, in this one, more more than a lot of his, the dubbing actually does match up better. I think yeah. it's be, there's more English actors. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it, it's definitely something that's for people that are just new to Italian films. It is something you have to just accept. I mean, some people can't get over that. It's like ah, I can't handle that. The it is really off. weird too, right? Um, I mean, deep I, red especially. I have trouble. Know. With it now, but if it's a new film and that in dubbing happens, I was going to watch that series Dark. Okay, yeah. this new series that Netflix is showing, and I couldn't mm-hmm. get the dubbing off. Oh, they, they wouldn't do sound? Well, there was. I, I had to go into some system setting that I didn't realize was yeah. on to get the actual and subtitles. Nice. But there's something about these 70s movies where it's just part of the style. You just, mm-hmm. you just assume. Like... They did it so often that it just be it becomes the stylized, yeah. almost. It, it does make them all a little bit more dreamlike, a little mm-hmm. bit more out of this world. Mm-hmm. I've just accepted. Yeah. It. Well, I, I think that's what it is. I think the, again, the first time, second film is going to throw you off. Once you're at this point, you've yeah. watched a bunch of our gentle bunch of Baba. You don't even notice. The hardest part it. is children. And they do like the uh, children voices. Oh, that always, always like, like, yeah. Of course, Bob yeah. is most famous. Bob yeah. from House by the Cemetery, yeah. Fucci's House yeah. by the Cemetery. And he's like, hi, mom. What yeah, that's time? amazing. And he says something on the way back, like, oh, I don't think that would be funny at all. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's uh, should we should we jump in a little bit to the plot again? There's not much plot. It's pretty yeah. much yeah. Uh, Jessica Harper, Susie, Susie or Suzanne? I think it's Susie. Whatever. Yeah. She comes to the school. To ballerina school, and right away, as we mentioned, she gets there. This- she falls in love with one of the uh, black kids from across town. <laughs> uh, the headmistress doesn't want them dating, but they dance anyways. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Suspiria. No. Suspiria, everyone. <laughs> um, so, yeah, she gets to the school. The one girl runs out, 
and you hear her kind of whisper something, you know. And this is a famous trope from an Argento mm-hmm. film too, where someone sees or hears something, they don't put it together, and as the film goes, their memory starts to come back, mm-hmm. and they eventually remember what that is they saw or heard, and that clue leads them to solving uh, what's actually going on. But yeah, she runs out, and you get her brutal murder, which we talked about. Then uh, Jessica Harper's character comes back to the school. And and that's and it's just like weird stuff going Strange on. Strange things. There's maggots all in the ceilings. There's just she has like an apartment outside with one of the girls, and they put a stop to it. The, mm-hmm. the teachers do something to get her staying Back in the school. There's a lot of like weird stuff where yeah, there's like I don't know if it's curses or what, but mm-hmm. they they put they do something to her, which is making her like she passes out. Um, they have her. She's constantly every night is falling asleep. Like at an early, she can't stay awake no matter what, which leads to some great scenes. Yeah. Um, and then throughout, yeah, you just have a lot of really cool visual aspects, a lot of cool kills. I that's, think that's pretty much all there really one is. One of the creepiest uh, scenes in the movie is when they're in the dormitory and there's backlit red. Oh and yeah. yeah, one. Well, that's so. Yeah, the, when yeah. the maggots come, they're like, ah, oh, we have to have someone come fumigate it. So we're gonna set up all the beds. And the, yeah, the main dance right. dance hall, and everyone's going to sleep there. And they have like a bunch of white sheets surrounding it, so you see a backlit with red lights. And the one headmistress goes to bed, and you just see her like snoring yeah. as she gets into bed. Like, but even the shadow, reason, the shadows yeah, in the background, the so silhouette good. is is really creepy, and and the breathing, and yeah, the way it's lit at night with all of those really vibrant red color, mm-hmm. yeah. It's almost been drawn from like a Technicolor movie yeah. or something. Mm. Well, that's, uh, I believe he was inspired heavily by Snow White, the Disney film, and it was kind of like, let's try to get colors like that, apparently. Oh, crazy. Interesting. But uh, the lighting is definitely, again, people have tried to do it these days. They've tried to copy mm. that sound. It just doesn't, there's, it doesn't yeah. work. Like, I don't know, and a lot of these days they do it in post, but back then it's like, no, they lit it that way, and it's so fucking fantastic. I love even, like, there's a scene, too, where it's at nighttime, and it's all green, Yeah, and it's just, you just never know, and it doesn't make sense, like, why is Mm -hmm. it green? It's like, it doesn't Doesn't matter, matter. because it just has this really cool atmosphere, but probably my favorite scene in the whole movie is um, they're trying to figure out, they're, they're counting the steps and the girl's mm. like if you listen to the steps they're not leaving the school at night they're actually turning right when mm. the, the door to leave is left and then so they figure out it's a really cool mystery where they're counting the steps to find out like where these teachers are going at night which I thought is great mm. but the one scene where she's kind of again she can't stay awake because she's been drugged or whatever and her one friend is trying to solve the mission she's like I- I've got it solved and she's trying to explain to her but Susie's drugs and she keeps on falling asleep but there's a great scene where she's like Susie do you know anything about witches and then the, the screen goes black oh, and so it comes back good. on and she's passed out and that's when you know she turns out the light. like yeah. that scene just the way it's done the camera's like panned on the, I like the light you... bulb and it comes down and follows her like it's just that five minutes is like this is the greatest yeah <laughs> this is like a five minute film me- making scene of just like pure excellence like yeah. it's the same with the pool scene yeah where they're oh, in yeah, the yeah. pool and you just feel the whole time mm-hmm. somebody is watching yeah. them and all of these secrets that they think they're mm-hmm. telling in seclusion mm-hmm are being watched yeah. and it's the way the camera is set up and it's just like it's unnerving yeah, yeah. Time. even yeah. that pool looks gorgeous right yeah. like yeah. again it's yeah it's lit so well it's yeah. huge huge pool and, and again that's another thing even though like yes it's Argento's 
visual excellence mm-hmm. with the camera, all these strange angles and everything. But it's also like it's great sets. I mean, yeah. that's a beautiful. That, yeah, the yeah. set designs are. are the, that's are a real. Um, I know. I think the inside, and then I think the ins. A lot of the insides were um, sets they created. Oh, yeah? I believe, but I know the outside. That's a real school in, in Germany. I don't know if it's a school, but you can go and see that building. Not crazy. But yeah, all all of it just looks so. So fucking beautiful! I like, get everything about it, like the the walls, the 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 designs on the on the walls on the ground, mm. like everything. It just it looks so cool. But yeah, that swimming scene I was reading too. That uh, I guess he he had them like don't go crazy when you're swimming. Like do it He's soothing because he didn't gentle. want all the ripples and everything. He yeah. wanted it to be this kind of like very sm- still. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And the stillness actually <sighs> adds to, to that unnerving quality of somebody's watching. Oh, we kind of briefly talked about, but I um. Pavlo, the uh, caretaker <laughs> of the school, he's such a weird character. Right? He feels like 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 a goofy cartoon character. Um, but th- th- there's a great introduction where he sees him, and he's this really weird looking guy. But the uh, the the Madame uh, isn't he ugly? I don't understand. She doesn't speak English, but yeah, you, you think he's ugly now? She's like, don't like, don't be afraid to say yeah. so. He, he's he's hideous. <laughs> It just is weird. Like that's how she introduces her to Jessica Harper's character. That seems so funny. But every time you see him, he's just this weird looking, almost right? like um, I don't know if is he supposed to be comedic. He's not really comedic because he doesn't really say much. No. He doesn't really talk. But he's definitely like this weird, goofy character that they just threw mm-hmm. in. It almost seemed like to add a little. Well, bit you of, think like, he's on? He's like he's a safe character too, but he ends up yeah. not being a safe character. I no. guess he's the muscle of the of the joint. Um, I, I, I want to talk about the ending, but maybe we should put that in a spoiler section. Yeah. So maybe we can just give our, our final thoughts and throw out our review okay. score for this uh, film. You guys have any final thoughts? Beto? It's not very good. Like, it's <laughs> a pretty disappointing movie. I wouldn't recommend. Um, no, it, it, it's it's an all-time favorite horror film of mine. Um, I, I just love... The kind of that expressionistic and surreal, dreamlike quality of everything. Everything's mm. shot is gorgeous. The sound, which you don't normally think of too much. In this mm. film, you are made aware of oh, yeah. the sound all the oh, time, yeah. but it doesn't distract. It's just mm. so perfect. The score is perfect, but also just the effects adds to this yeah. creepy vibe. All, all the, the whispers and sing-songy things in the background. I was thinking, I'm surprised this uh, score isn't huge around Halloween. Like, you hear, like, the Halloween theme constantly. You hear, like, the uh, Friday the 13th uh, yeah. themes constantly. Why don't we hear this Well, I all think, the again, time? mainstream audiences, yeah. I mean, aren't going to watch this Even uh, Even if uh, no one knows what it was, it is still spooky as anything. But like, you look at the most famous scores, it's from yeah. films people know, right? Everyone, yeah. Halloween, Exorcist. Yeah, fair enough. You know, there's a lot of great scores that get ignored yeah. just because... People yeah. haven't seen the films, and yeah, it's really unfortunate that there are those people that won't watch dubbed or subtitled God. films or Italian films, or they can't get past the fact that the yeah the blood looks like red paint or whatever. You know, the bat looks a little cheesy. The wine looked like red paint. Did you guys notice that? Yeah, <laughs> that was weird, right? Um, but yeah, it, I always find that unfortunate because to me, like when I talk, even people at my work, you know, I talk to. It's not like it's just like you always want to throw it out. Oh, da, teens, they're, they're, yeah. they won't watch this kind of shit. They won't watch black my phones. But it's not just teens. That's a lot of people mm-hmm. our age. Adults. I mean, I talk to people at work, and they, they're like, "God, oh, I just can't do it." And it's like, "I oh, mean, you're missing a lot of good stuff <laughs> if you refuse to watch anything that's not American." Because mm-hmm. um, for me, I mean, again, I've talked about the Italian horror films have how important they are played in my like love for horror and I yeah like I think 
a lot of my favorites are are Italian films. I mean, Mario Bava put out so many great ones. Mm. Fucci put out so many great, like The Beyond, which is another nightmarish film. And and a lot of them are, if you want, like, just really cool deaths. I mean, yeah, we got grisly deaths, but I think a lot of the the Italian ones were creative. I mean, fuck, they, where else are you going to see a a zombie fight a shark? out your insides. (laughs) I think it's all, also, they're set up to increase overall tension and not just be, like, a blip. Yeah. Yeah. These aren't films that rely on jump scares. No, uh, it's like a, yeah, it's a building tension, mm-hmm. and and because of that, it, you by the end you you've gone through the ringer a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, and again, I, I think it is that like that experience, whether the visuals and the score and the audio, and it's just like this. I don't know how to explain it, but it's like it's it's an experience. It's not just like watching a film and it's like ah, that was okay, that was a cool plot, whatever. It's like yeah, there's you don't care about the plot. It's sitting there and for two hours just like taking it all in yeah it's like the, to me this is i mean it may it's crazy but it's like going to an opera or something yeah, like yeah. this all, is like all all are firing opera. watching this like yeah. your eyes are being simulated your ears being like uh, it's your visually poetic yeah every, every, everything in it so yeah I, I i love it i don't know where this would where did this fit on your guys top 10 list i, top I think it was our top 50 list the top five i think yeah i think it was high, it was definitely high up there yeah, it would be it would be for yeah. for me too. Um, so, I think I'm giving it a nine. Okay. Yeah, I was actually I was thinking about going nine point five. I think nine is probably where I'm gonna lay. I do want to try uh, watching the 4K, and that might bump it up to nine point five. I actually, honestly, some mm-hmm. of my misgivings about it are the DVD tran. I've never seen mm-hmm. a great transfer. Like there are scenes where the audio is distracting, not because it's dubbed, but because it's poor and yeah. I, I've, I'm kind of dying to see the yeah I'm, I'm so disappointed because they were bringing the synapse um, was licensing out this 4k transfer and it would have been better than the blu-ray because it would have been the actual 4k yeah. the blu-ray is of course um, down to 1080 but um, yeah they were doing it in theaters and how I'm really disappointed I would have loved to see this 4k transfer on a big screen with the sound that would have been like, amazing you know as much as I have a surround system my shitty little system yeah. compared to that so uh, hopefully one day maybe this Halloween they'll, they'll um, bring it out again, it again. And we can check it out but um, yeah I, I, I agree with everything you guys said I mean it's just um, it's a film that like right from the beginning you you have this uneasiness and I think it carries throughout I mean it, there's not a lot of it's not a slow picture, but it's she goes in there and just strange things mm. happen, and then you know they spruced up with a crazy death or whatever. But um, <laughs> yeah, and we're, we're going to talk about it. But I think the last ten minutes is like it, it really like again yeah. like I think that it's building and building, and then that last ten crescendo you get the, the explosion in it, and obviously not an explosion. Well, but just in yeah. this everything you know, this ghoul needs to, to go. She pulls out the plunger <laughs> on some dynamite. I, the last shot. Of the movie is also perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, Do you want to give your score? Yeah, 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 yeah let's we'll uh, do it. Um, uh, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I didn't. I like it, but not as much as you guys. I'm gonna probably go six and a half. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> is that right? <laughs> no, yeah. I'm gonna. I was between an eight point five and nine, but I think I'm gonna go nine. Are we nine across the boards? Yeah. Shit. I is the only time we've ever yeah. all had the same score on something. I know, that's uh, that's a high score. Too. Yeah. I listened to some podcasts and they had like if a film all got a certain amount of score from everyone it made their hall of fame so I think if we were doing that this would be in our hall oh, of yeah, fame I, I think, think for I think sure all... I've unfortunately come on a couple times and I've given extreme <laughs> high scores um, to Hitch- some Hitchcock movies but for me those are 
best of the best all time yeah. best and th- this is like the next level right yeah. down yeah and and I want to add too again like I love films like Halloween Friday the 13th you know it's a great slasher I love the fog whatever I think this is like again it's like a completely different than those so like that's what I love about the horror genre and I was reading an article because they're complaining like ah oh, get out just got a bunch of nominations mm. Shape of Water kind of horror and everyone's like ah oh, they're not horror they're thriller and uh. it's it's kind of weird it's like horror people don't realize like even talking to people again at work um, I'm one of the few horror fans there and like everyone like they think ah oh, horror films is just jump scares like that's what the one guy said I don't watch horror films because it's just jump scares and it's like yeah. that's a small part I mean that's why I love the horror genre because it's uh, there's so much out there that is so different and that, that's I why think I love it's this film it's so many of the most popular the mainstream horror, yeah. horror and, and honestly for years stopped me from diving in yeah. until I realized like I like a lot of horror movies I just don't want yeah. the B great like I have no patience for like new Insidious, uh, that like kind of I shit. can watch the first Insidious, mm. and then by the second one, it's like okay, now they're just relying yeah. on, uh, yeah, and that's not even the worst of the mm. worst. Oh yeah, it, it's usually like some bad ripoff slasher, yeah, that happened a lot, like that revival in the late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah. I think actually threw me off of the horror revival because it was just one style. Yeah, of horror. well, it did for me too. I think like I was mm. kind of not really into horror around that time. I got out, you know, I was bored with by like by Child's Play three or whatever yeah. the the mid '90s to you know whatever early 2000s. I know what you just, did last summer. Yeah, 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 because it was like pretty much like Scream. Which well, was a parody, already, like yeah, and then it was just like let's get good-looking yeah. actors, mm-hmm. and we're gonna dilute everything. We're not mm-hmm. like they were PG; they wouldn't even have the balls. They were so mm-hmm. worried about not making enough money. The other like Scream was arguably right, yeah. But after that, a lot of those were PG, so you didn't even PG get 30. violent mm-hmm. kills. Like the whole point of a slasher film—you're not watching a slasher film for the plot, yeah. or for the script. You're watching it to see some cool kills. Yeah. So they got rid of that, and it's like I, I don't know. But yeah, anyways, we're getting off track here. But I, I just wanted to say <laughs> that that's the beauty and why I love horror because. There's all these different like every nothing is like you know yeah. you look at my top ten and like this is nothing like Jason Lives which is yeah. nothing like The Fog which is nothing like The Changeling which is nothing, which is nothing like, like Henry. Yeah, there's so many different like pieces, and it's Mm -hmm. like you can hate slasher films and still be a horror fan. You can hate supernatural films. You can hate modern films, even like you know, there's just even Halloween, yeah, Mm -hmm. and The Fog, made by John Carpenter, yeah, same director, are completely different. Are completely different, different. and and like there are stylistic benchmarks, Mm -hmm. auteurist (laughs) flourishes, right? Mm -hmm. But the actual genre that they sit in of horror is completely different. Well, even just taking two slasher films, Halloween is nothing like Jason Lives. I mean, you could love Halloween and hate Jason Lives and vice versa. I know people that like love all the 80s slashers and they don't like Halloween that much because it's too slow or not gory enough Mm. and vice versa. People can love Halloween for the the technical skill behind it but not care about the the rip-offs in the 80s that were just about breasts and, you know, kills. Good thing you guys, they like it all. Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. Bring on uh, the breasts. (laughs) Bring on the murders. Um, So yeah, I guess let's talk, uh, that's our scores. We're going to do a little bit of a spoiler section, which I'll put mm-hmm. the time at the bottom there, and then uh, we'll be back because I just wanted to talk a little, just a couple things um, related to film, but not related to film. You'll, you'll find out soon, but let's uh, go into spoilers here. So again, if you haven't seen this film, 
stop this podcast, Fast go forward. watch it, and then come back and listen to the spoiler section. But there's not too much spoilers. Yeah. I guess the one thing I just wanted to talk about is the ending because I think it's fantastic. So she follows the steps down. We get led to this this basement, which it all Corridors, looks great. Yeah. And there's a really cool scene where she sees all of them together, all talking mm-hmm. about how they need to eliminate her. The American. Which is, is great. And I think that's the mm-hmm. one of the lines there that is cut out from the Anchor Bay DVD that's on the Blu-ray. But yeah, that, that scene is great. And then we finally, you get led into the room and we get to finally see, because again, before you had, you had the curtain, you had her shadowless silhouette. Yeah. You heard her creepy breathing, which is fucking oh, terrifying. So terrifying. But we finally get to see the the witch, which they don't mm-hmm. call her. I'll talk about a little, a little bit yeah. later on at the end, but uh, this is... Mater Suspirium, the mother of size, but she's never actually called that in this film. I think they they mention that in the sequels. Okay, yeah. Um, and this one, they just call her as Helena Marcos, and we get the yeah. whole origin, the so backstory um, from Udo Udo Kier, I believe. Um, but yeah, we finally get to see what she looks like, and I think it looks great. I think it's fucking terrifying. <laughs> I love the silhouette. So good. Yeah, yeah. So good. The intro, yeah, and and she says when she comes in, ah, oh, you're the American girl, come to kill me, eh? And she kind of like taunts her. Yeah, she's like laughing at her and shit, and brings her dead friend back from the grave. Like that looked, yeah, so fucking good, oh, that's right? Creepy. Yeah. And, and I don't know if that like that mm. scene has been kind of stolen many times. Like it reminded me of Evil Dead. Did anyone else get an Evil yeah, Dead yeah. vibe? Yeah, just, just her cackle, her. right? Yeah. Like, um, and then yeah, we get the the fire, and she's mm. running out as it, you know, the school's going down. Mm. Like all that that last ten minutes, it's like. The build-up is amazing. I love and, all of and it. And the but smirk that is so good. At, to end the movie. Yeah. yeah. The smirk on her face. Like, she, like what a victorious yeah. smile. Like, one of the best smiles on, in cinema. <laughs> it's right up there with the end of The Omen. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one of those films, I guess we didn't really mention it. Um, do we have anything else to say in spoilers or no? Uh, I think that's... I, get, we, I mean, we didn't really have that much to say. I just yeah. wanted to talk to you because that ending is so fucking cool. Yeah. I, I love the... Because that's the thing, too. The effects are, you know, some of it's a little bit outdated, mm-hmm. but um, I was kind of worried that that witch would come off as cheesy, and I thought she looked she great. Didn't. But do you guys have anything outside? Or? No. Um, okay, I, I just have a couple of things to talk about. Yeah. But one thing I did want to mention... Um, Argento directed this movie, right? That Who? was <laughs> Argenti. Darren. Darren Argento. D- D- Darren Ar- Derek. Ar- Argjo. You almost had a thought, folks. <laughs> it was it was gonna be the uh, the newest thing. Uh, yeah, I apologize. I forgot what I was gonna say, <laughs> but uh, I do have a couple things I wanted to talk about before we get out of here. Um, so we did mention this is the first part of the Three Mothers trilogy, aka the Mothers of Sorrow, and I just thought I wanted to mention that. So this is the Mother of Size, Mater Superium. Inferno is um, the Tenebrum. The Mother of Darkness, and then Mother of Tears uh, is Mater Lacrium. The Mother of Pizza. <laughs> oh. And also the Mother of Pizza, actually. <laughs> I would be okay with this. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I wanted to mention that. But the, the other thing I wanted to talk about, have you guys heard about the remake? Yes. So, David Gordon Green was attached for the longest time. Natalie Portman was in there. Um, yeah, they wanted to make it. That went it, on for years. Like They, they wanted were to, make to make it, it like... Uh, Black Swan, but like... No, Your Highness. With God. Danny McBride. Yeah. Oh, wow. Danny McBride was actually going to play the lead. <laughs> in this movie? <laughs> yeah. He was a blind piano player? <laughs> no, that is not true. Uh, but yeah, I, I, that would have been interesting. But here's the thing. We talked about him before in our last episode. I had it as one of the top 10 films I'm ex- horror films I'm excited about mm-hmm. for 2018. 
I know it's a remake. Everyone hates it. I know it's a film that shouldn't be remade because it's a masterpiece. And it's a film that, again, is not really about the plot. It's about you're not going to be able to capture yeah. the visual techniques, the, the audio, the sound, all that, the score. So why remake it? But I, I'm just kind of excited about just the fact that, again, I, I hope they just do their own thing. Apparently, the people that are behind it, which, uh, so it's going to be directed by Luca. Guadagnino, which I'm not pronouncing right, but he's like this very artsy director. It's got Tilda Swinton in there. Awesome. Dakota Johnson, Chloe Grace Moretz, Mia Goth, um, Jessica Harper is going to play a small part in there as well. But it sounds like everyone's a fan. Everyone knows that movie's a masterpiece. They've all said, you know, yeah. we, we're not going to try to fucking Do it remake it. We're not going to try. We're just going to take the basic idea of a, a woman, a ballerina in a school of witches and do her own thing. I'm sure it, it seems it's like gonna it's going to be a homage. Yeah, yeah. it's not going to compare, but I, I'm still I'm, I'm excited about it. There's going to be a lot of cats who go back and watch the original because this movie coming out. I don't know. Probably I not, think they eh? will, and then they'll see like yeah. the dubbing and the red paint. Yeah. They won't be able to handle it. Like some people will. Yeah. It'll open up some people's eyes. It always mm-hmm. does. Like yeah. one of these things happens. Uh, and it, it does shine a light on, yeah. on the original. My biggest problem I always hate with remakes because now when I talk about Spearing, I have to say the one from 1977. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Everyone, I know there's a lot of like hate towards this. I'm somewhat excited about it mm-hmm. just because, I don't know, I've been on this witch kick with the... <laughs> The witch. There's been a, the witch. There's just been a lot of cool mm-hmm. stuff out there. And it, to me, it's like, again, you can't capture that style. Just do a cool... Very uneasy, tension-filled film where a girl's in a school and there's yeah. weird stuff going on. And I actually just remember what my thought was. Um, one of the other reasons I love this film, I've talked about it many times, yeah. I always love where it's like that one person against many. Yeah. Whether it's like you're in a town and the whole town's in a... Whether it's Invasion of the Body Snatchers and it's like you're a small group of people but Wicker everyone man. else is a yeah. Wicker, man. Wicker Man. And that's what this film is as well because it's like, you know, you have a one, two people that are trying to solve this but you're in a school where everyone is mostly in on it. And yeah. That, again, just adds so much like dread and tension to it. But yeah, I don't know. I think if you do something like that and the remake, it could work. I'm not saying it's going to be great. Obviously, comparing it to this masterpiece, I'm sure it's going to come up um, shy, shy, but um, I it don't is know. an interesting it choice, like uh, in director, like he's mm-hmm. yeah. It doesn't seem like they're they're trying to do this big mainstream. That's what it, you know. I kind of hope be they my don't. Concern from what I've read, they're doing like this weird arty film. It's I don't mm. even think it's getting a wide release, even with that cast. So and Tilda Swinton is always yeah good. If she signs on, she's usually pretty good about picking out scripts. Mm-hmm. So yep. and I think she's a fan too. But I know the director. Like I read a whole interview, and he's like the biggest fan of this, and he's like, no, like I'm not. Not even going to try. Oh, I can't that's touch that. So I, I'm interested in it. And uh, one last thing I we should end on. I didn't mention that Helena Marcos was played by uh, an ex 90 year old ex hooker that Argento just found on the street. <laughs> that's actually kind of amazing. <laughs> she was not an actress or anything. Just uh, you know, he needed someone paid to- her for the hour and uh, yeah, yeah, he had her for. You What's know, a better uh, a better note to <laughs> yeah. end on? But uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, I know this is probably not as in-depth as other people have done for Spear, mm-hmm. but we just wanted to have a fun yeah, discussion about honestly. a film we all, as we Hate. saw, yeah. Yeah. Worse. <laughs> despised. We all got the same score, 3.5s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we will be back with Inferno. I'm excited to talk about that because that's one that is a lot more like, Spear seems to be the one that most people enjoy. Yeah. Inferno seems to be kind of the divisive one. 
so many people feel it's very inferior to Spirit Doesn't Compare. Mm-hmm. Some people like it. Uh, this is Danny Bazanko's favorite, right? Yeah. <laughs> he loves it. But he's actually, when we started watching it, he's like, oh, where's Tom Hanks, man? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> he said it's his favorite film, yeah. then he gave it a 6 out yeah. of 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm excited about talking about that when we'll be back. And then, of course, we'll be finishing with Mother of Tears, which will be Adam's uh uh, First foray into it. Yeah, exactly. So that will be interesting. And again, I'm kind of excited because I haven't seen it since it's been it came a while. Out. That's, that I think since a... I watched it with you on DVD. Yeah, it's, it's been years. So, yeah. Anyways, guys, this has been our episode. Uh, we are the Movie City Maniacs. You can get a hold of us. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this film, or maybe you have some Italian recommendations. Yeah. Uh, maybe some Italian flicks you'd like I to see. I trying the pizza. <laughs> I can still say stay scared, right? Yeah. You guys aren't allowed to say that, but I can. You of course. can say at the end. But uh, yeah, you can get a hold of us. Uh, at MovieCityManiacs at gmail.com You can find us on Twitter at MovieCityManiac and uh, Facebook we have the like page and the group page for the discussion just search MovieCityManiacs you'll find us we're the only ones that rock that title thank you very much for coming out yeah thanks for listening thanks for having me guys and uh, stay scared that's not spear is it (laughs) la da 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 Na 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 That's Deep Red. Yeah. <laughs> Is that Deep Red? Yeah. Oh. We're idiots. Um, well, you guys are as good at intros as you always have been. <laughs> got any slacks? <laughs> slacks. It's sad that that was the best we got. <laughs> a newcomer to a prestigious ballet academy comes to... I don't know what I'm saying. Like, like a yeah. surfer. You just tried to do like the Yo, cowbunga. <laughs> yeah. Living that ballerina lifestyle, dude. <laughs> have you got... Grand Green? <laughs> it sounds like grandchildren, but like a gross grandchildren. Oh, Grand Green. <laughs>